Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to give our review of every single game this weekend today on the podcast. We're going to kick off with the Thursday and Friday night games. We already did a quick review of the Thursday night game, the Melbourne Storm and the Parramatta Eels a few days ago. Uh, so we won't go too far in depth on that one. We'll just touch on points that I've added to my notes or whatever it might be. Uh, look, for the Parramatta Eels, uh, I didn't think they played that well, but I didn't think they played that badly either. When you consider the amount of guys that they're missing, um, I thought they held in this one okay, considering that none of their halves really stood up realistically. thought Josh Hodgson was good. I don't know why he played 80 minutes. I don't know why they needed to do that. I also don't understand what the fuck Parramatta was doing with their bench. Um, they used five out of their eight interchanges. Uh, Makatoa played zero minutes. He didn't even get on the field. Greg played 16 minutes. Mamasia played 24. Mercy played 37. I don't understand why they forced their starting pack to play so many minutes. It just it just didn't make sense to me, to be honest with you. Uh, and I have no idea why. Makatoa, he was really good last year. I, I just, I cannot work out why he didn't go on the field. I also can't work out, if you weren't going to use Makatoa, why the hell wouldn't you carry a utility on your bench? Why wouldn't you carry Mitch Ray and Jacob Arthur? What happened if something would have occurred to Josh Hodgson, to one of their halves? What would they have done then? You know, nowadays with HIAs and all this sort of stuff, I just... Don't understand that logic at all. If they used all their middle forwards, I I can understand it. But I don't understand what Brad Arthur was doing there. Sometimes he really confuses me. Uh, The bench was bizarre. Hopgood, absolute freak. 20 hit-ups, 172 metres, 62 post-contact, one tackle break, five perfect offloads, 57 tackles. Obviously missed a tackle at the very end, but I'll tell you what, another guy that shouldn't have been playing 80 minutes, he should play 60, 65, and you get the absolute best out of him there. To play the full 84 with Josh Hodgson, Fucking bizarre. Uh, Bryce Cartwright, he brought his shovel. He had a real dig in this game. I was very impressed with him. Uh, Penasini, I thought he was really dangerous. And Junior Bolo obviously played huge minutes, but he was lethal. Scored a really good try as well. Feel sorry for Parramatta losing that one. Uh, I don't know if they deserve to lose, to be honest with you, but that is the way that first grade goes. That's the way the NRL works. Uh, So, yeah, Parramatta, not too much to read into, to be honest with you. I think their bench, it's really lacking at the moment. Once they get Matto back, that'll be a different story. I personally think that if Ryan Madison played the other night, it might have been a different story. 
full stop. Uh, but the Melbourne Storm, Harry Grant, he was fantastic. MOM scored the match-winning try, which was massive. A huge play by Harry Grant. This is why he's the best hooker in rugby league. Um, yeah, Grant's a freak. Josh King, far out. What a game he was. Uh, what a game he had. He is a real Craig Bellamy guy. I thought he was very, very impressive. I thought both second rowers were good, Loru and Katoa. Uh, but it is going to be interesting. Sims and Eisenhuth still have to return to this side. So I'm not quite sure which one of them holds on to those spots or keeps one of those spots. Maybe they both lose out. I'm not sure, but it will be very interesting to watch how that plays out. Uh, Munster, Jesus, he's a tough bastard. And this is where I think I heard Gordon Tallis talking on the radio yesterday talking about how Cameron Munster, like he doesn't have your typical leadership qualities as far as like a captain because he is a little bit rogue and whatnot. But fuck me, that is an example of the standard that he sets at that club, a compound fracture. And not only does he come back on, but he comes back on and essentially wins the game for them. I thought he was incredible. That that dummy that he threw to Nelson off the scrum. If you see Nelson off the scrum, standing in the back line, you can just about lock in a try on the next play. Last year, it was Pappy taking advantage of it. This year so far, it's been the great Cam Munster. So very, very impressive stuff there. And uh, showed a lot of ticker in that game the other night, Cam Munster. So credit to him. Uh, what, who else do we have there? Warbrick, I thought he was really solid in his debut. Did some really nice things. I think that he's got more upside in him as well. Young Tonema Payer, I thought he looked great. He obviously scored that try where Cam Munster threw the dummy and regathered. Uh, I thought he was fantastic in this one, young Tottenham player, so a heap of positives for him. Christian Walsh, first NRL game back post-injury, thought he was great, got through a heap of work, he was really solid. Us super coach players that had him will be very, very happy with that. And uh, I thought off the bench, Alec McDonald was very solid as well, a guy that Craig Bellamy's just sort of easing into first grade, uh, but I thought he did a, a number of really good things. I sort of went back and caught part of the game for, for a second time the other day, uh, and I, I noticed him doing a, a couple of really nice things, Alec McDonald. So, a uh, very talented guy. Congratulations to the Melbourne Storm, a good little W there. They all count, getting one in round one, keeping their record alive. They will love that. Um, and yeah, I, I thought Melbourne Storm did pretty well. I don't think they played fantastic. I don't think either side did, to be honest with you. I think you can make a fair argument that Parramatta were the better side. Uh, but the Melbourne Storm, good teams play poorly and find a way to win. Parramatta weren't far off that either. So I don't think there's too much to take from this game, to be honest with you. Uh, just is what it is. Went the way of the Melbourne Storm. I'm not riding off Parramatta or anything like that. Uh, but I think that if they would have utilised their bench a little bit better, I think if they had Ryan Madison, this could have quite easily gone a different way. But that's the way the NRL goes. It's your one percenters, and you know it's a game of inches. We say it all the time, but it's one hundred percent true. All right, let's move to the Thursday night games: Warriors versus Knights. Now, when these games are on live, we were up in Armadale. When the Warriors Knights game was on live, we were actually doing our live show, uh, so I had to sort of go back and try and watch as much of this game as I could. These are my notes from it, though. Uh, the Knights they started really fast. KP put Fitzy over. Really poor defence from Sean Johnson. I was really worried early watching that one. Uh, the Warriors struck back. Barnett he had a really good game, Mitchy Barnett. I think he'll be a really good signing. Line break off the back of that. Uh, Ed Cossey scored in the corner. Uh, a guy I want to give a shout-out to is my boy Jackson Ford. If you've been listening to this podcast for quite some time, you will know that we have said for years, this guy is so underutilized of the Dragons. I cannot work out what the fuck they are doing with him. Uh, he finally gets an opportunity to show what he can do. And, geez, didn't he own it for the Warriors? Uh Myself and Timmy Williams, we spoke last week about this guy and sort of said, look, there's just so many guys on the bench and there's so many forwards between Mitch Barnett, between Nia Cora, between Josh Curran. 
Just don't know if he gets the minutes. He played the full 80 minutes, and I thought he was the best forward on the field uh, for the New Zealand Warriors, without a doubt the best back rower anyway. So I think he sort of locked up that spot, to be honest. He's a guy that I think I will bring in this week into my Supercoach side. I've just got to work out uh, how I go about it. But, yeah, very, very impressive game from Jackson Ford. Did some really, really nice things. I thought Wade Egan had a good game as well. Put Bontiafoa over for a try. Scored one himself a little bit later, I believe. Um, geez, the Knights middle. <laughs> the belly's really weak. And, I mean, they, they hung in this game to their credit. But, uh, I don't know. It's just hard to work out what's going on there. I think Adam Elliott, I know he didn't play his best game the other night. But I personally think he has to start uh, in this side next week. I know he's coming back from injury and stuff. And he didn't look great the other night. I'm, I'm going to 100% wear that. But I just think he has to start. I thought the Warriors left edge was fantastic. Army was fantastic. Braden, I thought he... He was great. Uh, he had some really nice touches, good defensively. Uh, first trial was great. Second second trial, not as good. Then round one, I, I thought he was sensational. So very, very impressed with him. Um, what else did we have? Oh, there was a moment there with Nair Corey. He got held up over the line. I think Sean Johnson turned him under. And, geez, Lockie Fitzgibbon just chased Sean Johnson so unnecessarily. I just I don't understand things that Fitzy does sometimes. They just fucking puzzle me. Um, thank God um, he, he was held up on that play because, you know, the, the inside defense was a little bit lazy. But I don't understand why Fitzgibbon charged out of the line like that. It was just... So unnecessary. Uh, we went in at halftime. It was it was ten six to New Zealand. Um, you know, game was well and truly alive. KP was doing some nice things. Uh, Heimel Hunt he scored very early in the second half. A really nice tap on play from KP that was very very impressive. Um, re- really nice try that one. It was really silky. Uh, then our boy boy Braden Villiami he obviously burst through, found CNK. Nice little right foot step, and he managed to score. So great to see Challenge back in New Zealand Warriors colours. Just back to great to see him back in first grade I uh, couldn't really believe how it all played out at the Canberra Raiders for Chance when you think about how important he was to that side just a couple of years ago so great to see him not only back in first grade but back in New Zealand colours and doing really good things Phoenix Crossland got sin binned uh, he then had another huge tackle by CNK um, wow KP came off the right foot then he came off the left and he got held up over the line I thought he was going to score for all money on that play so CNK Juicy came up with some big plays um yeah, the K the KP sinbinning. Now, I um I didn't actually see this live, and I heard people talking about it. Uh, people saying he only got sinbin because it was KP. Uh, I'm very keen to hear the opinions of you know Timmy, Maddie, and Kempi tomorrow because I mean. You know, he got hit in the head. He then rolled on the ground and was holding his head. I, I, I don't know if it's as much of an outrageous decision as what we thought. Um, and I'm more than happy to hear arguments against that. There's the arguments that because it's KP, they're being a little bit more over the top with it. But, I mean, he did get hit in the head. He did roll around on the ground holding his head. So I don't think it's outrageous to suggest he needed to go off for a HIA. But I'm keen to hear the boys' opinions on that. Maybe I need to watch it again. Uh, and then Wade Egan, he scores one of the softest tries through Adam Elliott. Very, very disappointing. But the game was well and truly done and dusted there. So a disappointing start for the Newcastle Knights. I think their forward pack needs a real rev up. It's now been three games, including the trials, where they've been lackluster and disappointing. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take to get this pack to to wake up. They've got the cattle in the back line. They've just got to match up through the middle, which in my opinion, they simply haven't been. Uh, the late game was the Panthers v. the Broncos. Panthers red-hot favourites here, and I thought they would get the job done. A big, big upset here. The Brisbane Broncos going down there and getting it done. And I did say in my preview, do not bet on the result of this game. Penrith are too short, and the Broncos, we know they can play top four footy. They know they can handle themselves. Penrith, they're just a little bit out of sorts at the moment. Uh, and I, there's a couple of really easy fixes that I 
I think they should make. But I think that Ivan Cleary will probably give them a little bit more time. I think they play South Sydney next Thursday night. So that'll be a really interesting game. After that, they have a bye. Uh, I'll be judging them very heavily after the two weeks after that bye because then they get to readdress what's going on, make necessary changes if need be. Uh, and I'll be judging them after that. But look, Penrith, it hasn't been pretty. Don't get me wrong, it's been far from pretty. Uh, people saying that, you know, their run's over or whatever. Personally, I think you're fucking kidding yourself. Uh, I know that they've lost two games in a row now, but, I mean, they've lost two games in a row by one point, and they're playing awfully, absolutely awfully. And I thought that both the teams they played played really, really well. So if Penrith can just get back to resembling what the Penrith Panthers are, I think they can turn this around very, very quickly. And there are a couple of changes that I would make. Uh, The first one I would make would be that I would play Hoskins on the left edge. I'm just not convinced on Garner at this point. They took him off. They subbed him for Jamin Salmon, who I do not think is the answer. I think Zach Hoskins is an 80-minute guy you can plug there. Defensively, he will be fantastic, which is what they need at the moment. Runs a solid line, does his job. Uh, I just I think he's the way to go. So I'd be playing Hoskins on the left edge. Didn't play New South Wales Cup on the weekend because he was 18th man. Uh, I want to see him get out there and play some footy. Even if you bring him on the bench next week and see how he goes, I, I just think he has to be in the team somewhere, Hoskins and Garner right now isn't quite doing it for me. Um, Sonny Luke, his minutes were a joke. I, I, it's very rarely that I push back or disagree with anything Ivan Cleary does. This is ridiculous. I cannot believe he's not playing bigger minutes. And, you know, I said it all last week. I said it on Beers and Break Evans. I think he has to play 50, 60 minutes. He played 25 minutes on the weekend, and that was the only time the Penrith Panthers looked likely. Mitch Kenny is a very good defensive nine, but in attack, he is just so slow. And it just it just ruins their entire attack. And it was same thing was happening last year as well. Their first 20 minutes, they looked awful in attack. They were great in D, but they looked awful in attack with Mitch Kenny there. They've got to make a change. And the thing that shits me is that everyone talks about Sonny Luke like he's a 19, 20-year-old coming to first grade. He's a guy that's played 50-odd New South Wales Cup games. He's 26 years old. He was playing 80 minutes last year with a tackle efficiency of like 96%. Give him 50, 60 minutes. You know, I've had people say that he's carrying an injury. I heard that that he missed out on the World Club Challenge because of an injury, but he apparently was fuming because he thought he was ready to go. Uh, So I just think Ivan Cleary has to bite the bullet. I I think he has to play much bigger minutes. I, I genuinely think there's a world that Towards the back end of this season, Sonny Luke could be an 80-minute hooker. I really do. He was doing it in Cup last year and handling himself. I reckon as the season goes on, he could. And I'm not sure if Mitch Kenny will have a spot in the side. He can probably come off the bench, play that role that Jamin Salmon does. But he just doesn't offer the versatility. I think for now, I'd be happy to start with Mitch Kenny in at the hooker role for the first 20, 25. But I'm definitely bringing Sonny Luke on after that. He, I mean, it's not like he's new to football. It's not like he's new to NRL. You know, he has been around. He's played a lot of cup. He's played big minutes. I'm not saying playing for 80 minutes next week, but he's got to get more minutes, Sonny Luke. I think it is so evident and so obvious, and I can't believe that's how it played out the other night, which is just wild. Um, outside of that, I thought that Stephen Crichton had a really good start, scored the first try, but then had a couple of poor errors, went for an intercept on one play. Um, and I think that a lot of people will get stuck into him for that. I just think that, you know, from from talking to Nate Clear on the podcast, it's something that he practices. He has got a great sense for this. He has come up with so many intercepts on so many big stages to, to deliver big moments. He's not going to get it right every single time, and I understand that. And it's easy to pin him up and go, it's his fault when it happens, but I just, he's good at doing it. He's got a good sense of doing it. It's not going to work every single time, but more often than not, it works for Stephen Crichton. So I'm okay with it. Wasn't ideal in this game. I get it 100% and and you can go fucking ham on him if you want, but I do just think you're being a little bit unfair. If he was a guy that goes for this all the time and it never fucking works, I get it. 
But he's a guy that does it quite often and comes off for him. So, And he wasn't far off on this one either, to be fair. He read the pass. He was just half a second too late. Uh, outside of that, for the Penrith Panthers, it's just two games in a row that their pack has been beaten. But I personally thought that when you got a hooker on there that could move the ball around and could uh, manipulate the markers a little bit, I thought they started to win that. So I, I think it's a really easy fix there, to be honest with you. Uh, there was after the game, Luai and Salmon had a little spat. For me, this is one of the great non-events of all time that was blown out of proportion. Um, these conversations would have been happening all the time last year, uh, but because they weren't losing, no one cared. Uh, no one bothered reporting on it. This is part of rugby league. It's it's not a big issue. Let's move on, get it done. Um, yeah, so look, I thought Penrith, once again, they played awfully. They've lost two games by one point. There was a number of times in this game, there was a few times where I thought Nathan was going to score. There was a moment where I thought Jerome Luai was going to score for all money, and he got held up over the line. So credit to the Brisbane defence. They were great, but Penrith, I really don't think they're all that far off. For the Broncos, I thought their pack was fucking unreal. They were sensational. Payne Haas, he is an absolute... Monster. The amount of work he got through and the amount of impact he has in a game of football is terrifying. He is such a good footballer, Payne Haas. Very, very impressive game from him. I thought the whole forward pack was good, to be honest with you. I thought Ezra Mann was great, putting on a couple of shots, playing real confident footy. Love that. Adam Reynolds, he's just composed. He's just composed at all times, and he just never gets it wrong. I thought he was great. A couple of memes going around. You know, obviously, Nath Cleary in the World Club Challenge, Iceland. Ice in his veins, pointing to his veins and whatnot. I saw a few people throwing Adam Reynolds' head on Nathan Cleary in that moment, which is pretty funny. Fair cop. I mean, that's who Adam Reynolds is, isn't it? It's who he's been all this time. So uh, great to see him really control that game. Uh, Who else did I like? Herbie Farmworth was sensational. Fuck, he had a good game. He was really, really good. Um, I thought Walters was good at nine too. I haven't been like super convinced. I've always thought he's a better nine than what he is a ball player. And I think you could see it the other night. I just love that he brought some energy. He had a bit of... Uh, I don't know. He, he was just happy to give it to Penrith. He was getting in their face. I love that. He came up with a couple of good plays. I, I, I thought he was really good there, to be honest with you. So I'd be sticking with him next week. Selwyn Cobbo did some good things, but also did some fucking shocking things. You just... That, that field goal that Nath missed at the end. Game's on the line. You're up 13-12. Just... Get out of your in goals, take the tackle. Instead, he gets out of the in goals and he's one metre out. He switches arms so he can try and palm off and make the extra metres. Just get to ground. Fuck me, just get to ground. Why are you switching arms when you're a metre out from your line trying to palm people? Go to ground, keep your team in the fight. Of course, he gets pushed back, he offloads, he loses the ball. Absolute shit fight. Could have quite easily lost the game for the Broncos in that moment. We keep saying it every single week. He has to sort out these errors in his game. He is a freakish player, but these moments are going to cost you in the NRL. Selwyn has to get it sorted out. So much ability... You can't keep making this many mistakes every single week. And this has been going on for a long time now. This isn't a one-night thing. This isn't, you know, a few weeks thing. He, you know, he led the league for errors last year. Uh, on average, he's got to get it sorted because you have a look at his game last uh, the other night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Ran for 200 metres, which was great. Had one tackle break, um, you know, six touches. He made five tackles, missed three. I'm not really concerned about that for a fullback or whatever. Uh, But four errors and one handling error. He just, he cannot keep doing this in his game. And one of those errors almost cost his team this game, which he cannot afford to do. So, so talented, Selwyn. It's so fucking frustrating because he is so good. And he's just got these things in his game that are really easy fixes. Sometimes they are just lazy and selfish plays. He needs to sort it out because he should be an absolute superstar in our game. I still think he's a better winger than what he is fullback, so I'm looking forward to him returning to the wing. Um, obviously, Jesse Arthurs came in and, and did a reasonably good job, uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing Selwyn go back out there, and I'm looking forward to seeing Reese Walsh in the fullback jersey as well. Got a brilliant cutout ball, and I reckon him and Selwyn are going to cause a bit of havoc down that right edge. So, big win by the Broncos, 13-12. to 12, You love that. I The whole offseason, I've thought, geez, poor Brisbane, they have to go to play Penrith in round one at Penrith. They've managed to win it. That is absolutely massive for the Broncos. So congratulations to them. Paddy Carrigan, you know, it's just becoming the stock standard that he puts in a 9 out of 10 every single week. He's sort of at that Isaiah Yo level at the moment. He's an absolute freak, Paddy Carrigan. So, yeah, Penrith, I'm not writing them off. Uh, they've lost two games by one point. Uh, and they're not even playing well. They look nothing like what they should. So when that does all click, I think Penrith are going to be in for uh, a pretty good season once again. I think everyone doubting them at the moment. I think people have been waiting for this opportunity to stick the boot into them. It's finally come. Personally, I don't think it's going to last too much longer. I'm keen to see how they go on Thursday against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but then I'm more keen to see after that when they come out of a bye. That'll give them two weeks to really prepare themselves, regroup themselves, work out what they need to do. And when you give good coaches two weeks to prepare, they play Parramatta after that, Battle of the West. They'll be fucking up for that one, Penrith, and I can't wait to see how they go coming out of that. Brisbane, fantastic. They played the other night like we saw through last season. That's the team the Brisbane Broncos can be. And at the end of the day, it's the team the Brisbane Broncos should be. So plenty of positives coming out of Team Broncos. And they've got Reese Walsh coming back in next week. Very, very exciting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 